Hey everyone, this is Stephen Overbaugh and you're listening to my podcast and thank you for joining me today. I'm excited to get into the word and to continue studying along the lines of what we have been talking about the Holy Ghost and how he is a gift to the church. He has been sent from the Father as a good gift and he is a comforter in the life of every single believer. He is a comforter to the church as a whole. And I'm excited to teach this. And every time we dig into the Word of God, we can pull out rich treasure. We can pull out priceless treasure from the Word. And it's like the psalmist said in Psalms 119, I rejoice at your Word as he who has found a great spoil. And you know, when we dig into the Word, the deeper we go into the Word of God, the more we'll pull out the richness the more we'll pull out the treasure. And so it's important that we continue to expect more from God's Word and expect the Holy Ghost to teach us while we're studying the Word of God, while we're teaching the Word of God. And so we're going to continue to look at this today. If you have your Bibles, you can open them to the Gospel of John chapter 14 and look at the 16th verse. This has been our main text for these Bible lessons. In John chapter 14 and verse 16, Jesus said, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Notice in verse 16, Jesus said, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Now turn over in your Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11. Luke, chapter 11, and look at the 11th verse. Again, Jesus is speaking. Jesus is teaching, and he said in verse 11, If a son shall ask bread of any of you, that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg or for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Verse 13, if you then being evil, that word evil there means earthly or carnal or natural, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father Give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. Notice Jesus said in verse 13, If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give, notice he said give, the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. Now turn over in your Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 2. Look at the 38th verse. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Glory be to God. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be ye baptized. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, 
even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now I want you to notice in every single one of these passages that we just read, each one of them refers to the Holy Ghost as a gift or being given being given to us. In John's gospel, Jesus said, I will pray the Father, he shall give you, the Father shall give you another comforter. In Luke's gospel, the 11th chapter and the 13th verse, Jesus said, if you being evil or natural or carnal know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost? the Holy Spirit to them which ask him. And in Acts, like we just read here, the second chapter, verse 38, Peter referred to him as a gift. He said, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I like what he said in verse 39. He said, for the promise is unto you. Well, what promise is he talking about? He's talking about the promise of the Holy Ghost. And it's unto you, he said, and to your children and to all that are far off, even as the many as the Lord our God shall call. Well, the this is this was a promise. This was a promise made from God. Way back, even in the Old Testament, the prophets referred to and talked about the Spirit of God being poured out. And this was something that was being looked for and it was a promise made unto the children of God. Turn back over in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, and I'll show you this so that you can see it for yourself. A lot of times these scriptures aren't taught and aren't looked at when um, we're teaching on the Holy Ghost. A lot of times these scriptures are overlooked, but I think it's important to go back and to see these scriptures for ourselves. Because like I said, a lot of times these scriptures are overlooked and they're not talked about like they should be. But in Isaiah chapter 28 and the 11th verse, it says here in verse 11, For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. Verse 12, To whom he said, This is the rest wherewith Ye may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. I want you to notice, and like I said, I'm coming back into the Old Testament for a second to show you that this is something that was talked about by the prophets and was spoken about by the prophets, prophesied about to prepare people for what was coming, to show people what the Lord desired to give to his people. And he says here in verse 11, with stammering lips. That word stammering here means strange lips. Strange or unknown. Unfamiliar. But it's stammering lips. Well, we understand that when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you speak in another tongue. Remember on Acts 2.4, it said, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. That word cloven there means divided tongues. Cloven or divided tongues like as a fire. And it, it sat upon each of them. It sat upon each of them. 
They were all filled, verse 4, with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Well, that word other there has to do with something other than what you're familiar with. Different. Well, it goes along with what the prophet said here in Isaiah 28, 11, with stammering lips, with strange lips, in other words, and another tongue. Notice another tongue. And in Acts 2, 4, said they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so he goes on to say in verse 12 of this opening, Isaiah 28, 12, he said, to whom he said, this is, notice, the rest, wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. This is the refreshing, yet they would not here. Well, what was Isaiah talking about? Well, he's talking about that Holy Ghost baptism, that Holy Ghost experience. When you'll enter into a rest like you've never known before, when you'll enter into the presence of God because you're filled with his spirit in a way that you've never known it before. And it's a rest. It's a place of rest. It's a place of refreshing can you say amen? I think everybody that's been filled with the Holy Ghost can attest to the fact that when you're filled, you you enter into a rest. Well, does this line up with the New Testament? Does what Isaiah line up? Does what Isaiah said line up with the New Testament teachings? Look over at Acts chapter 3. Look at the 19th verse. Acts chapter 3, verse 19 said, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. When the times, notice, of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Well, we see that what Isaiah the prophet was talking about and teaching about, what he saw, does line up with New Testament teaching. The rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest, the refreshing, he talked about in verse 12. And here in verse 19 of Acts chapter 3, we see that there's times of refreshing shall come in the presence of the Lord. And it's all through the baptism of the Holy Ghost and how he is a gift to the church. And so, like I said, we're looking back at the Old Testament for just a moment here to show that this is something that was prophesied about. This is something that the the Lord was trying to prepare his people for. And he used his prophets, the prophets of the old covenant, to speak concerning these things and to show these things. Now to look over at Joel chapter 2. Let's see what the prophet Joel had to say. Look at the 28th verse. Joel chapter 2 verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Notice it said in verse 29, And upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, we see here, that the prophet talked about 
how he would pour out his spirit. The Lord would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. I want you to notice that in verse 28 and verse 29, the word upon is used three times. Because we're talking about the Holy Ghost baptism, when the Holy Ghost will come upon people's lives. Not just to be dwell within them, although that is right and that is true. When you're born again, the Spirit of God comes to live on the inside of you and you become a new creature in Christ Jesus. And He changes your heart, He changes your nature. But not only within you, but also upon you. Upon you. And that's exactly what was said here in Joel chapter 2, verse 28 and 29. The word upon is used three times. Three times. Now, hold your finger here in Joel 2, 28 for just a second. Go back to Isaiah again. Go back to Isaiah chapter 44. Look at the third verse. He says in verse 3, For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, and floods, notice, upon the dry ground. And I will pour my spirit, notice, upon thy seed, and my blessing, notice, upon thine offspring. Well, here we see the word upon is used four times. And all of it is speaking about the Spirit of God, speaking about him coming upon. He said here in verse 3, I will pour out my Spirit upon thy seed. Upon thy seed. And so you're holding your finger there in uh, Joel chapter 28, 2 verse 28. Again, we see that he's talking about the Spirit of God coming upon, for he used the word upon three times. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Verse 29, and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. So notice that the prophets talked about the spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, how he would come on believers, come on the children of God, to those that believe, to those that were um, in the plan of God. And in verse 28, I want to show you something else. He said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Notice that the prophet talked about sons and daughters prophesying, old men dreaming dreams, young men seeing visions. Well, how is that made possible? How is that going to happen? It's made possible because of the Holy Ghost coming upon. It will happen and has happened because of the Holy Ghost coming upon. It's made possible. And for those that have received the Holy Ghost or desire to receive the Holy Ghost, they can enter into a new dimension, a new dimension of God a new, deeper level of heaven in their life. And they don't have to live naturally any longer. They can live supernaturally. They can live in another realm, a realm that is of God. We're not just natural beings, guys. We're not just made to be natural and to live a natural carnal life. 
or to live uh, in just this earthly life, but we're called to live a supernatural life. And we can live in two worlds, the natural world, yes, but also the, the realm and the world of the spirit, the spirit world. There are two worlds. There is the realm of the natural. There is the world of the spirit, of the natural. And then there's the world of the spirit. And man lives in both worlds. Actually, we live in both worlds because we're spirit beings. Hallelujah. But when you come in contact with the Holy Ghost, when you receive the Holy Spirit upon you, you can become more aware of that other world. You can become more in tune with what is going on in the realm of the Spirit. And you know, I teach these things to a lot of people that have already been filled. I believe and am assuming that a lot of the people that listen to these podcasts and listen to other teachings that I do, that they're already filled. They're already, they've already received the Holy Ghost in their life. They speak with other tongues. So this is not an introduction to a lot of people. I'm not teaching these things to people who haven't heard them before. This isn't something that people haven't already um, heard before. But what I am doing is teaching them about what they have already received. And admonishing them to walk in the light of what they do already know. If people don't know and haven't heard, then you're teaching them. If they have heard, then you're admonishing them to walk in the light of what they know. And so there is teaching and there is admonishment. But a lot of times the things that are being said, you may have already heard them, but this is just an encouragement to walk in the light of what you know. This is just an admonishment to, to, to continue in the things which you know or to stir up the things in your life that you have received to stir things, these things up in your life and not just to let them lay dormant. Or you're being taught, people are being taught to about the things which the Lord has done in them, the things that they, they've experienced, but then they need to know more about them. They need to know more and have more understanding about these things. And so there's, it, it goes, it's twofold there. It's twofold there. And so for people who've received the Spirit of God upon, they, can, they enter into another dimension. I like to always say you can have as little or as much of God as you want. You can have as little or as much of God as you desire. And if you desire more of God, if you want more of God, he'll meet you with that desire. He'll, he'll show himself mightily in your life. You can have more of him. And the way that we have more of God, the way that we can go deeper into the things of God is through filling ourselves up with the Holy Ghost, Ghost and staying full of the Holy Spirit. Staying full of the Holy Ghost. And you know, tongues is the door to the supernatural. Tongues is the door to the supernatural. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, if you want to enter into supernatural things like the Word talks about, the gifts of the Spirit, the manifestations of the Spirit, you want to enter into the deeper realms of God in prayer, well, the, the door or the entrance to those things is speaking with other tongues. 
And, you know, for people that have always have received the Spirit of God and received the Holy Ghost baptism with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, they walk in a deeper dimension and a deeper realm than other Christians do. Now, it doesn't mean that they're any more born again than other Christians. It doesn't mean that they have a, a more a greater salvation than other Christians. But it, no, that's not what it's I mean or what um, is the, what the Word teaches. But what it does mean is that they have more of God's Holy Spirit upon their life. They have a greater power in their life than other Christians do. I've made note of this in my own life personally. I have come across Christians over the years and made note of the different Christians that I have come across and how you can tell in the lives of some believers that they're good, solid people. They love the Lord. They they are even faithful in church. They attend on a regular basis. They love the Word of God even, for some of them. And yet there's still something different about them in their life. And you can almost always pick it off or, or point it out right away. It's There's a lack of power in their life. Like I said, they love the Lord, they love His Word, they attend church, and they're good, they're good Christians. But there's something missing, there's something lacking, and it's that they're lacking power. They're lacking that extra power that the Lord has made available to every single one of His uh, children. Jesus said in Acts 1.8, You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Well, that power has been made available to every single one of us, but it's up to us to receive that power. It's up to every one of us to believe what the Word said and to receive what the Word said. And you know, the Lord will see to it that every single believer will come in contact with this Holy Ghost baptism. He'll see to it that every single believer have an opportunity to receive His Spirit in His fullness. And it's what people do with it. It's the choice, the decision that Christians make concerning the Holy Ghost that will determine how they live the rest of their life. They can walk through life with more power if they choose to. Or they can walk through life with a, with a, um, a less, a, a less, having less power in their life than they could. They can walk around with weakness. They can walk around... Um, with less wisdom in their life and less understanding and not enter into the fullness of what God truly had for them. And like I said, I've come in contact with a lot of uh, Christians and a lot of believers. They love the Lord, like I said, but there's just something different about a Christian that has received the Spirit of God versus a Christian who has not and so it's vitally important that we receive all that God has for us. We want to receive the fullness of everything that he has provided for us. Glory be to God. I remember uh, years ago when I was t teaching in a church one Sunday. And it was a Holy Ghost church. They taught the fullness of the Spirit. I knew it was a Word of Faith church. And so a lot of the things that I was teaching that day were not unfamiliar to this congregation 
at this church that I was at. But as I was teaching along, I was teaching on the Holy Ghost, I noticed there was an individual, a man, older man, who was sitting in the a uh, couple rows from the front, back towards, he was like a couple rows back from the front. And, um, you know, he just had this look on his face like he was upset. I uh, had a scowl on his face. He uh, had like a face like he was annoyed about something. And I noticed that while I was preaching along. And um, towards the end of the service, you know, we, I got done and we finished the, I finished teaching and everything. And after the service was over, the man came up to me and he said, you know, I didn't much care for what you had to say about the Holy Ghost today. He said, I have just as much the Holy Ghost as you do, yet I've never been filled. And I don't really believe in the things you're talking about. That's what he said to me. And, you know, I, um, I wanted to get upset at him. I wanted to get in the flesh with him, but I, the Lord was just holding me back in my spirit, wouldn't let me go there. And as I was just standing there listening to the man talk, just had a knowledge, a word of knowledge about this, that he's heard, he has heard before, and he heard again today, and he's going to be held accountable for the things which he has heard. He's come in contact with this, he's been given an opportunity, and now because his cho- he's made the choice, he doesn't believe. And he'll have to do without. Well, you know, it's sad that that's the case for so many believers today. They, they really truly believe that they're good Christians who love the Lord, yet they have denied the Spirit of God in their life, the third member of the Godhead. And it's so sad, but it's so true that it happens um, throughout, throughout the church. It's happened quite a bit. It's happened quite often. But thank God... For those of us that believe and receive, we can enter into the more that God has for us. Glory be to God. We can enter into more. You know, I remember when I first got filled with the Holy Ghost back in 2001. I was in a revival meeting and I was about, I was 10 years old. Or no, no, I'm sorry, I was 8 years old. And... You know, I was a young, young, uh, young boy, and I remember being in this revival meeting, and I remember that there was a move of the Spirit taking place, and there was a call made for those who had never received the Holy Ghost to come up and be filled. Well, I decided that that was for me. I believed what was being taught and what was being preached, and it was my time. And so I went up and received, hands were laid on me, I received the Holy Ghost. I spoke with other tongues, just as a young man, just a young boy, eight years old. It changed my life forever. Now, this is my personal experience, and I believe that if we're going to talk about our experience, it has to line up with the Word of God, and experience is good as long as it does line up with the Word of God. It can, this testimony and this experience can confirm what the Word of God already says, and so for me, when I spoke with tongues, I noticed that there was a power that came on me and it changed me. It changed me in my life and I have never been the same since. And um, when, you know, at first you're unfamiliar with the things of the Spirit. You get filled and you speak with tongues and from, the, you know, at first those things are unfamiliar to your mind, but you have to grow into those things. You have to develop in those things. But I remember... From the day 
that I got filled with the Holy Ghost on, that the Lord began to use me more in my life. I, I, I began to notice a change in my life spiritually. I, I noticed that I entered into another dimension. And as early as 10 years old, and I remember being 10, 11, and 12, that the Lord would use me at times to give words in service or in prayer meetings. I'd all of, I'd be praying along in prayer meetings that we'd have at uh, my parents' church. And it was pre-service prayer. And all of a sudden, I'm just praying along, mind my own business, and all of a sudden I'd have a word from the Lord. I'd have a word of prophecy. I'd have a word of knowledge. 10 years old. 11 years old. And I just remember... You know, and obviously when you have something like that from the Lord, then there can be apprehension that comes with it because you don't want to miss it or you don't want to make a mistake or you're even shy to give that word. But the Lord would deal with me in my heart. It'd be a a burning uh, fire in me to give this word. And so I'd give it and and people would come up to me after I would I would prophesy or say something by the Spirit of God, and they'd come up to me afterwards, and they'd say, that was for me. And that would happen multiple times. That happened at various times in my life at a young age. Well, it goes right along with what was we were just looking at earlier in Joel chapter 2, verse 28. It'll hap- it shall come to pass in the last days, saith the Spirit of God, I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And I can attest to the fact that when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, these things started showing up. These things started showing up in my life. And I'm not just talking about one isolated time or two times. I'm talking about on a consistent basis. The Lord began to use me. The Lord began to flow through me in a greater way. And I also noticed something else. And this is very important. When I got filled with the Holy Ghost... I became more conscious, more conscious and more aware of the ministry that he had called me to. More conscious and more aware of the destiny that he had for my life. And I think that that is something that the enemy tries to hinder Christians from getting into is their destiny. And if he can hinder you in the area of the Holy Ghost baptism, if he can hinder you and keep you from being filled with the Holy Spirit, then he can most likely hinder you from stepping into your calling and to your purpose, your God-given purpose in life. Because if you've already denied and rejected the Spirit of God in your life upon, then you're not really most likely going to step into the ministry that he has for you as he sh- as you should and as you could. Now, I know there are some people that are not filled with the Holy Ghost and they stand behind a pulpit. I know that that is true in some cases. But that does not mean that they're entering into all that God has for them. And I believe that when people get filled with the Holy Ghost, they become more aware of what God has for them in their ministry and in their call. They become more conscious of it. It becomes even greater and louder in their hearts and in their lives. And the clarity begins to come in even more. And I can tell you, again, my experience that when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, 
I started to step into my destiny even more and more. I started to step into my ministry even more and more. The clarity, the knowing, the light began to shine brighter and brighter that the Lord had called me into full-time ministry. Called me to be a preacher. Called me to be a preacher. And I knew that. I knew that and the Holy Ghost was upon me. Well, I personally don't believe that I would have been able to step into my calling and step into my purpose in life that the Lord had for me if I had not been filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't believe I would have been as aware of it. I don't believe it would have been as strong in my life as it should have been. But thank God for the Holy Ghost and thank God. And see, this is a progression and this is really important. The Lord will take you through steps in life in his plan. He'll lead you one step at a time in life. You get born again and he, and you get uh, saved. You receive eternal life. That's a step. And then he begins to grow you in his word. And you take steps to grow up spiritually in life. And, that's, and he, he leads you to his word. And he begins to bring you into that. And that's a step. And he takes you on to the fullness of the spirit. Being filled and baptized with the Holy, Holy Ghost. That's a step. And, you know, through life, there's a, and through our walk with the Lord, he'll take us through steps. And, you know, we ought not to skip over any steps or miss out on the steps which God has uh, ordained, ordained that we should walk on. So many Christians, they get saved and then they stop walking. They just stop right there at, uh, at that place of being born again. They stop right at the cross. They come to the cross, so to speak. And they get born again. They receive eternal life. But then they stop right there. And they don't move on from that experience of just being born again. They're satisfied and content just living right there at the cross. But no, we need to come up to Pentecost. We need to come up to Pentecost. And then after we come up to Pentecost, we need to, be, we need to come up and be seated at the right hand of God. And know our rights and privileges in Christ. And see, there's a progression in the plan of God. And he has a, a progression and, a, and he has steps for every single believer and every single child. That they grow in him. That they develop in him. And that they step into all that he has for them. But so many times Christians stop short of what he has for them. They take a few steps or they take maybe a, a step here and a step there. but they And then they stop short. But God has so much more. That he wants them to get into. And so when I got filled. When I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Then I noticed that the call of God began to burn within me. The knowing that I was called to ministry. The knowing that I was called to be a preacher. And that was another step in my life. And I knew it. I knew it. There was nobody that could talk me out of it. There was nobody that could persuade me out of it. The enemy couldn't talk me out of it. It burned deep within me. Well, I can go on and on about my own personal testimony, but I can just say this, that it has been a wonderful ride and an adventure with the Holy Ghost because he's taken me from glory to glory. He's taken me to higher ground over and over and over again. And he'll do that for every single person in their life. Every single child of God qualifies to receive more, qualifies to, to have more of God if they receive the Spirit of God upon their lives. And he's a gift to the church. 
He is a gift to the body of Christ. And it's so vitally important. I say it over and over again. It's so vitally important that we receive the gift that God has for us. The gift of the Holy Ghost. And you know, God doesn't give us things just for no reason. He gives us things because it's necessary and it's important to our spiritual growth. To our spiritual walk. It's necessary and important so that we can enter into our our spiritual destinies. And thank God that he is able to lead us and guide us into all that he has for us if we'll trust him and if we'll follow him and if we'll lean on the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Guys, I trust this was a blessing to you. Remember, you can follow the ministry on Facebook and on YouTube and on Roku TV now. You can get on Roku and you can um, watch the messages that are streaming on there. And there's so many more things. You can get on our website, stephenoverbaugh.com, and get updates and um, find out when meetings are going on and different things like that. And thank God for what he is doing in these last days. And I'm excited to be a part of it. And remember that the Lord wants to use every single one of us. The Lord wants to flow through his body and through his church in these last days. And so we must get ready for this move of God. Ready for what he's going to do what he is doing in these last days. Hallelujah. Glory be to God.